This is the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. And if you're wondering why the Jay, the answer is I am not a bagpipe player. And if that joke does not make any sense to you, please check out episode zero. On episode zero, what we do is we explain what we hope to accomplish here at the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast. A couple of things. At the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast, we always talk about four areas of life, either faith, family, fitness, or finances. And the reason we talk about those areas, and it's called This Is Gonna Hurt, is because those are significant areas of our life for overall health. And if we want to make change, if we want to make positive and good change in those areas, it's typically going to hurt. It means we're either going to have to start new patterns or stop old ones. And what we hope to do is we want to walk through each one of those areas or one each week and give you some encouragement and some things to think about. So first of all, as always, guys, I want to say thank you so much for listening. It means a ton. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed, who has liked, who has shared, who's given us a review. Those things mean a lot. And before I jump in with this week's topic, I want to let you know that this week's episode is sponsored by Gospel Rich Books. Gospel Rich Books is an organization, uh, I am the editor, I will admit that, that publishes books not only by myself, but by other authors who desire to put content out uh, that is full and rich of the gospel, and it's also very practical. And so if you want to find some of the materials that we have offered there, you can go to gospelrichbooks.com, which is our blog and always includes links, or you can just go to Amazon and type in Gospel Rich Books and you'll find our books there. Uh, So this week, this episode is sponsored by Gospel Rich Books. What I want to talk to you guys about a little bit this week is vacation. I'm heading out on vacation next week. Don't worry, we're going to have podcasts available for you while I'm gone. But I want to talk about the theology of vacation, or if there is one. Like, how do we think and approach the idea of vacation from a godly viewpoint? And from my specific viewpoint, how do you approach those things biblically? Now, the idea of rest is definitively a biblical topic. One day in seven, Sabbath rest. God commands a day of rest. And if you want to see the struggle between your heart and what God wants for you, allow God to be the God of your time. God can say, don't do this and don't do that, and we will conform. But if God says, I have authority and sovereignty over your time, you will find that your heart struggles. So the idea of a cycle of rest is definitive in Scripture, all the way from creation going forward. But the idea of a vacation is more of a modern concept. You see, in biblical times, most of that society was agrarian or agricultural, which means that the rhythms of their day were based upon being farmers, uh, being uh, uh, harvesting, having animals, and that kind of thing. And you can't just really pack up and leave those things for a week. If you leave your animals for a week, they're going to die. If you leave your crops for a week, they're going to wither, or you're going to miss some cycle, or you're not going to water them, whatever the case may be. So the idea of an extended vacation is not really talked about in Scripture. It's definitely a modern invention. But let's be honest, just because something is a modern invention doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. What we have to do is when there are modern inventions, say, cell phone use, we have to look at things in scripture and say, well, what would govern that usage? How do we have a theology about it? 
So let's approach vacation in that way. Now, a couple of guiding principles for Scripture. Definitively, Jesus was about taking rest. Mark 6, 31 is where he said he went away for rest. But nowhere, no one would argue in his three-year ministry was he taking extended vacations. Not at all. Really, what Jesus was doing was getting away from the crowds, and he was spending time with his Heavenly Father, and at times, getting away from his disciples. So Jesus took rest, but we're not going to call that vacation. That's There's no way to compare a, a week at the beach with nothing to do to Jesus just trying to get away from the crowds. But again, there is that sense of getting away for rejuvenation. I guess the question really is about location and time. I think the bigger issue of how we approach vacation or build a theology of vacation is around Colossians 3. Colossians 3.17 says this, Whatever you do, whether in word and deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So what that would mean is, when you or if you get to go on vacation, the idea is, can you do it in such a way that you are giving thanks to God? Can you do it in such a way that God is honored and does it enable you towards greater ministry? Those have got to be some of the goals surrounding vacation and time off. Can you do it to give thanks to God? Can you do it in a way that honors God and does it enable you towards greater service? So with that being said, that brief theological background, what I want to talk about is really some some tips to build a, a theolo- excuse me, a theology around vacation so that it is redeemed, that you are giving honor and glory to God and it's enabling, excuse me, enabling you to come back towards greater life and ministry and work to honor him. So I want to give 3 tips about what to do on your vacation or how to structure it. I'm not going to tell you where to go and what activities you and your family do. I'm going to give you just three things to structure into your time. And to be honest, I'm going to approach this more so from someone who is married with kids because that's my present context. Don't get me wrong. If you're single or if you're married without kids, uh, these tips are going to help you for the most part. But here's just a couple of things that we, our family, try to structure within our vacation time. So our vacations are really simple. We're heading down to the beach. We have some friends who are graciously letting us stay for a little while. And we're going to go down there and relax. It's not going to be extravagant. It's not necessarily anything wrong if you have the money to spend on vacation to do it, as long as you're being faithful in other areas. But here's some things that we try to structure into our vacation so that we know that it's honoring to God and it's enabling us towards greater ministry. And so I'm going to structure that around the idea of time, because that's what you have on vacation is time. So I'm going to talk about time alone. I'm going to talk about time with your spouse. And if you have children, I'm going to talk about time with your children. First of all, what does time alone look like? Now, your children may not be in the place where you get a lot of time alone, but if you can, if you can swap out with your spouse or something like that, if you get time alone in your vacation, here is some encouragement that I'm going to give you. First of all, make it different than your day-to-day. Make it something that makes it feel like vacation but also include the things that are healthy for you. So no matter where you are, whether you are a runner like myself or whether you don't really uh, work out at all, make exercise something that you do. Some specific time alone, get away. Whether it be walking or running or biking, whatever the case may be, make sure that you are personally caring for your physical body in that time alone. It's essential for your mental health to break away from the the stress and the commands and the the, uh, expectations. Break away 
and get some exercise on your own. Please, I'm going to talk about time with your spouse in a minute, but get a few moments, even if it's, hey, sweetheart, is everything covered? Uh, Could I go walk for 30 minutes? Whatever the case may be. For myself, I'm definitely going to run a vacation. I probably don't run on vacation as much as I do normally, but I go running on vacation because it's restful to me. A second thing I would encourage you to is don't neglect your time with God. Friends, I've done it before. I've gone on vacation and I've slacked and I've not spent time with God as if a vacation was an opportunity for me not to spend time with Him. And I've regretted that when I've looked back. As I'm structuring our time before we get down there now, I'm making sure that I've got tools and things with me, specific goals that I want to think through for my time with God. What else would I want to do on my vacation? but to give thanks to God and to say thank you for this opportunity to be away. Even if it's only five or ten minutes, but hopefully more, grab some time with God alone so that you can more clearly hear from the scriptures and the still small voice of the Holy Spirit when you don't have so many demands on you. And you know what? I'm going to add this one. Try to read some. Some of you are avid readers. I know you are. But try to read some. Even if you don't read a lot, Try to get some alone time to read. It's going to be refreshing for your mind and refreshing for your soul depending upon what you read. Yes, you know what? We're going to watch some TV and watch some movies. We're going to be laid back on there, but I've got a stack of books. All of us do. It's a requirement in our family, so much so that we don't even really have to say it anymore. But everybody takes a stack of books. Like there's going to be time where we're just reading. Time in the morning where there's no rush. Maybe time sitting on the beach, wherever you may be. Friends, these are just a couple of tips for you for your time alone. Make sure you're getting it. Make sure you're getting some exercise. Making sure you get some time with God. Making sure you have a time to read. You're not going to get those things unless you plan for them. But make your vacation individually healthy as much as possible. Now this is key. If you're going on vacation and you're with your family, try to get time with just your spouse. Similar thing, you've got children. And maybe your children are so young you can't get much alone time. But if you can, take it. If your children are old enough for you guys to go on walks together, or maybe even for you guys to go out to eat, whatever the case may be, take advantage of it. You're going to need time to talk through some of the challenging issues, but it's vacation. You also need time to go for a walk or spend time together where you say, you know what, we're not going to talk about that stressful thing right now. Let's talk about something else. You may find you struggle to talk about things outside of the stress, but no matter what the case may be, enjoy time with each other. Sit beside each other. Go for a walk. Go out to the beach. Look out of the mountains. Whatever the case may be, try to grab time one-on-one with your spouse. And if your kids don't allow it, meaning that the demands, whatever the case may be, it's understandable. But do everything to structure into their expectation that you're going to try to get time alone, even if it's the kids in one room and mom and dad in another. Now, if you have children, this third one's a given, but I want to speak about it. Make sure you get time with your children. Have fun with them. Play with them. Laugh with them. Uh, We love to play board games. There are a couple board games that we only play on vacation. Go play board games. Play on the beach. Play, play, play. Whatever you do, just make your time with your kids purposeful. It's easy for everyone to default to phones or video or just time alone, and some of that's okay. But don't neglect the opportunity to get time with your kids. Because, see, if you're spending time alone, if you're spending time with your spouse, 
if you're spending time with your children, whatever that combination looks like in your family with whomever's going with you on vacation, if you do that, it's going to redeem that time. It's going to make it fresh and refreshing. It's going to be God-honoring, and you're going to be able to come back and go to work. I tell my family, we don't work work, 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 so we go on vacation. We vacation so that we can work. You see, the call of life is a pattern of work and then rest. We will enjoy eternal rest in heaven, but the majority of our days are made up with work. So rest is enabled to enable us. Vacation is supposed to enable us to be better stewards and workers at the things that we've been given by God. So when vacation's over, I, I try to protect my heart and my family's heart. We don't go, oh, I dread going back. No, 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 no. The idea of your vacation is you're supposed to be enabled to go back. You're supposed to be thankful, refreshed. Friends, I know it doesn't always work that way. And I, and I imagine a lot of you, have some vacation horror stories. Sometimes it just doesn't work out the way you want it to. And things go poorly. But with planning ahead of time with the expectation to give to you and your spouse and your kids at least there's an idea or an attempt to have some purposely refreshing time with yourself with your god with your spouse and with your kids friends i hope that this uh, theology of vacation podcast has been encouraging to you if you've already gone on vacation hopefully you can earmark this and come back some other time if you haven't gotten your time uh, this is something you can listen to and help prepare it prepare excuse me and you know what friends if you're not getting a vacation if it's either not affordable for you or if the structure works not allowing it i pray for rest for you i mean that sincerely i pray for the folks who are listening to my podcast i hope you can get some rest Friends, thank you so much for listening to the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast. If you want to support us, please subscribe. Leave us a review. If you're listening to this, maybe while you're working out, take a screenshot, put it in your Instagram stories. Uh, we thank you so much to Tammy, our listener. Uh, she was so sweet last week uh, to share on Facebook that this podcast has been impactful to her. So again, Tammy, thank you so much. Uh, you're definitely our listener of the week. And so I appreciate that. Uh, and friends, if you want to know more about what's going on with me, I have a website, jgordonduncan.com. There I have video of my sermons, the podcast streams there, my blogs for all my activities are there. You can find out a lot about what's going on there at jgordonduncan.com. And please, folks, support Gospel Rich Books. Uh, there are wonderful resources there. Everything from devotional commentaries all the way up to full-scale books, uh, numbered hundreds of pages. And there's some wonderful authors on there. Uh, not just talking about myself, that would be egotistical, but my friend Leon Brown is a gospel-rich author. And so just pursue us by going to Amazon and typing in gospel-rich books or the authors that I've mentioned before. That would be a great support of them. Friends, thank you so much for listening to the uh, this is going to hurt podcast is funny. I almost said the gospel rich podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the, this is going to hurt podcast. As always, this debuts on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then on Fridays, we have a five minute episode called free Fridays, which we just put out a few thoughts to get you going into your weekend. I look forward to talking to you then and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.